The Positive Isn't Popular podcast discusses topics concerning the black community. Education is the Key is a segment that discusses critical issues within education which align with the black and brown community. All right, I think we're going we're going to get into it a little bit. So, um let me get the intros out of the way. Welcome back. Remember this is Education is the Key. Um brought to you by the Positive Isn't Popular podcast. We are back. Um hey y'all. What's hey. up? Hey. <laughs> I'm, I'm a, yeah, we are back. I'm going to be honest. I've been excited for 2 weeks. Um you know, for those who didn't listen, we put out the first podcast in this segment, and we re- really went into what is education, and got a lot of good feedback. Had a lot of people hit me up. I know they hit y'all up too. Like, yes, yes, you know, yes. like one person hit me like this is needed. I, you know, mm-hmm. one person said she she was doing her makeup. Stop doing her makeup to listen. Like, mm-hmm. getting yeah. getting a lot of good stuff. So you know. And I, I thought it was a really good podcast in this going in. Yeah. So I've really been like on like a cloud nine, like, hey, I think we got some good here. Hey, I think so too. Yeah. I think I, I've heard the same feedback. A lot of, you know, say the, say the things that people are scared to say. Let's talk about it. Let's create a space. So I'm excited. Yeah. Yeah. So we getting into it. So that was, that was, now that I think about it, that might've been a good little intro, like, might have hit him kind of light with this one because we about to go a little bit deeper this week, y'all. Um, and so we're gonna get right into it. So now, really talking about enrollment. Okay. Um, like I said, I'm I'm a little curious about this one too. Um, because I think we've all had experiences. If you talk about higher education experiences and enrollment and stuff, um, oh, there's a lot. So, you know, I guess I'm 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 kind of curious too, and y'all, y'all are my experts. Um, so I guess, where do we really start when we talk about enrollment, you know, cause I guess I, I'll throw it out there in terms of like, you know, our experiences in terms of like, are we going back to like selection, getting in like the process of enrollment, you know, there's a whole lot in terms of like the student side and kind of what I remember experiences as a student. And then what about the administration side, that process? So like, and it always seemed like, and you even hear stories now, like there's something going on there. Mm-hmm. You know, still a business isn't it? Yeah, still a business isn't it? It's a yeah. business. But I feel commitments. But I feel like, yeah. But I mean, and I just think about it like I remember me being like what, like 18, and you don't know nothing about that just yet, right? In terms of like you're, that's almost like it really almost like your first experience in like. Business thinking and people thinking yeah, business minded, but yeah, you're expected to sign paperwork that actually ties you to financial obligations. Correct. Mm. Um, mm. So that that's that's the key that we're missing. Some there are some people that incur debt that is student loan related before they even get a chance to incur credit card debt. You know, yeah. you got to kind of go out of your way to get credit card debt. Mm-hmm. Well, mm-hmm. you know, sometimes. That debt is created very early. So let's talk about it. Let's let's talk about it. So where do we where do we start with enrollment? Like, you know, what do what have we all experienced? Let's let's just start there in terms of like your experiences enrollment. Yeah. Or I was gonna say, uh, Kenny, I think, you know, in my experiences, it's just it's been all about butts and seats. Mm, Okay. It's a business model, right? It's a business model, so I got to I got to get butts in seats so I can keep my fund in so we can stay open. Yeah. Now, 
it, it is another level to that though. You know, it's not just about butts and seats, or it should not be just should about not be. It yeah. should not yeah. be. Should not be about that. What it really should boil down to is the quality versus quantity of education. But we're gonna talk about that next time. See how all this mm-hmm. lines up. I see, I see you taking us there. Yep. <laughs> but oh. A lot, a lot of times when we are thinking of enrollment, we're thinking about, okay, number one, how can I get as many scholars, whether it's K-12 or higher ed, in my, in my institution? How can I keep my funding so we can keep our jobs? Mm, okay. And so, so in my, other words, the student is the product. Yeah, yeah. Correct. Mm. And so... That's okay. So let's be honest. That's not how it's packaged and rolled out and presented to the world. You know, so not. you have to be of certain caliber to come up here and sit next to us. You yeah. know, yeah. No, it's not presented that. It's way. not presented that way. It's presented in terms of like think about. I think about the student. Like I said, I go back to us. Like enrollment is like we're trying to pick our college and. Where do we get in and qualifications and our GPAs and all those things that get us there, you know, like, mm-hmm. so they're looking at it as like opportunity, you know, and it's right. presented as like, it's a prestige thing. And like, almost like we are allowing you to come here because right. yeah, you qualify to be here. So it's right. like an honor. Yeah. To be. And then, and then there's even levels in there because yeah. God forbid you order you get into community college only, you know. Yeah. God forbid you don't get into a university and you only get admitted to, into junior college. Which, you, you know, know, yeah. What the yeah. Go you see how she had... <laughs> but wait, so we're at two different levels though, right? You got your K-12 enrollment, you got your higher ed enrollment, right? Yeah. And I know that so when we talk about enrollment, there are different stipulations for both, right? Different goals for both, because, you know, if, if it's still, it still is treated like a business, right? At the end of the day, but there are different factors that play into that whole entire equation. And I think, you know, when you're talking about K-12, it's a matter of, okay, um, we have no other choice but to roll out this product because we have a mission okay, and we have to uphold that mission. Mm -hmm. Now with higher ed, it's like, we have a choice Mm -hmm. whether or not you do what you're supposed to do or you don't do what you're supposed to do. And if you don't, then there's this, there's this organization that I shall, we will, we will, we will uh, leave nameless. Okay. Uh, Okay. (laughs) So there's this organization comes up behind them and says, okay, now, um, if you don't do what you're supposed to do, then um, we're going to have to have a conversation. Because mm. you can be deemed for not doing what you're supposed to do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, funding funding plays both sides. Yeah. Well, higher ed, no matter the level, no matter what type, whether it's public, private, or parochial, or or uh, proprietary, proprietary, right? And there's a difference. You know, you have your parochial that is faith based. You have your public that's open to everybody, and then you have your proprietary that is 
Name. Really there for the money. <laughs> you can say it. They're really there for the money. <laughs> Most of the time, it's just what happens when 12 professionals get together and say, we're going to create a college. Yeah. Mm, yeah. And those 12 professionals don't even have to be in the field that they're teaching it. Okay, let me stop. True. Okay. So well, yeah. I, oh, I can't tell I like public institutions better. <laughs> um, I'm not saying that you shouldn't shop the more expensive product just because it's more expensive. But hey. Yeah. Know, know what you're getting. Know what you're yeah, getting yeah. into. Know what you're paying for. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. And research what you are getting into. See, Research plays both parts. We was talking about the organization from a higher up. There is an organization that comes behind and say, if you ain't doing what you're supposed to do, you're going to be in trouble. You see yeah. this? I'm going to get you. But there's only so many organizations that can say that. Government, <clears throat> state. <clears throat> <laughs> <laughs> I'm not saying that those are the ones, but you know, that could be some, some suitable examples of possible, yeah. you know. <laughs> So, yeah. Ooh, so like my, my wheels are turning. So like, I want y'all to go into like, let's talk about K twelve for a second, right? Yeah, I, that's what I'm gonna because, say. There's a huge funding piece because when K-12. we don't, you know, think about like when we talk about K twelve, normally it's talking we're talking about like enrollment in terms of neighborhood where you live, social economic stuff, you know, mm. the titles and all those things. So like, no one thinks about even in the K K twelve level is like. We got to get the kids here. We, you know, like there's a oh, business to this too. And, and what does that what does that tie into though? Yeah, this is the thing. There's not really a whole lot of schools that say we need to get these kids here if they don't live in the neighborhood, unless they don't look a little diverse. Yeah, that's true. So there's a lot of funding that a lot of people don't understand. While we in certain neighborhoods have schools that are struggling to keep the kids in the neighborhood going to the schools. There are other schools, township schools and things that actually get funding because they allow people from out outer districts to go to those schools, mm-hmm. which is why I always tell people I'm, I've always been a huge um, encourager of school choice. But I think the problem with that is that we should have a choice to keep our kids in public just yeah. as much as we do anywhere else. And the 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 point is that more and more parents are having to choose because of the way that the money is operated. See, it didn't take us 35 years to get behind in our state. So mm. I don't know why they think it's going to take six and a half to fix it. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, the funding piece and the enrollment piece is important for parents. You yeah. know, there are parents that would not have a school that's, you know, two miles away because they don't have busing, you know yeah. what I mean? Because they're a small charter school or something. They won't send their kid to that school because they got to be at work. They need somebody to pick the kids up. They need before care. They need aftercare. All these programs and all these things in these smaller schools that are harder to establish. Instead, let's just send them over to some township or to cathedral or some of our Catholic schools yeah. that are accepting some of our uh, minorities that live in different zip codes. You know, to come over to their Catholic schools. Right. You know, so, and that that's not done because they just want your yeah. kid in your neighborhood. That's done because their walls get painted by that money. Mm-hmm. Their books get purchased by that money. Yeah. So enrollment affects funding directly. Yes, mm. absolutely. Yeah. 
And the, and the thing about it is, is that my frustration when it comes to enrollment is overall, when you are looking at things from an outer perspective. So like a lot of people, they look, they take it for face value and they say, oh, nice info structure. And, and this so welcoming and the, the walls look pretty. I got nice little paintings here. It's all decorated. Oh, look at these classrooms. Yeah. But that have to do with the teachers and the way that they teach? What mm. does that have to do with building engagement with your students? What does that have to do with the nutritional value of what you're putting in this food? What does that have to do with the curriculum that is made? What does that got to do with the wall? What I, that, I could care less what about. Does, what does that have to do with the uh, cultural understanding of the yeah. teacher with the people in the seats? What does that have to do with the kids that are from that neighborhood versus the kids that aren't from that neighborhood having cultural differences mm. and where they're, what, what does any of that, you know? So yeah. these are the things we don't consider when we look at that as to far as where we send our kids to, where do we send our kids? Why do we send our kids where, what, why does it, why is enrollment so important? Yeah. And that's, Primarily because I've watched people for 20 years live in the same neighborhood and say, our schools need help. While their kid went to a a private school, you know, school not in the neighborhood. Mm-hmm. And you know what? So we have parents, and I can attest to this because um, I love you, mom, but you did this. Because uh, <laughs> she did. Some of us. <laughs> you know, she would have us bus to different schools yeah. because she didn't, she was not a favor of public school. But let me say this all schools are public unless they stated otherwise. I don't care. 100%. Yeah. Yeah. Including township. Yes, including township. And including see, township. Big on, oh, well, my children, they need to have the best quality of education because they are the best. And I want to make sure that they come out with this, 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 and this, and this. And that's great to be honors. That's great to be core 40. That's great to be all of those different things. But at the end of the day, when it's all said and done, does it really matter if I'm in this district or that district or that district? Because when you keep moving your child from one district to the next, it is not helping them. It is a hindrance. Yeah. To yeah. But I think we, you know, as a culture and as a people, we get so caught up with, like y'all call them like townships. I think here we probably call them like charter, things like mm-hmm. that. Yeah. We get so caught up in those names. Because we think okay. of the beach and stuff like that. Like you said, oh, yeah. they, the buildings look nice and they look clean private. and all that stuff. My baby goes yeah. to private school. And we get caught up in all that stuff. And no yeah. one's asked these layered questions that you all are talking about right now. Yeah. And, and also, well, and really, not enough people speak out even. Because yeah. I am a product of, a, again, trauma. You know, like I, my mom put me in every school that was not in the neighborhood. Mm. And what was even funnier about it is there were, when those because I'm old school. So in our state, we had the the desegregated busing. I was a part of that, you know. But unfortunately, see, what happens is when you start in the era of desegregated busing and then they end it, guess what? Now you ain't in that neighborhood. You got to go. You got to go back to the hood. But I'm going to be honest. I grew up thinking I didn't go to school with y'all. I just live in the neighborhood with y'all. Right. You know, it even I didn't even know the culture shock that I was going to experience myself wow. mm. because I went from being the 
I'm gonna be honest, colorism is real. I'm fair yeah. skinned. They liked me in the in the white school. They yeah. liked me. They that you know I was that you know that kid that was one of. It wasn't a, it wasn't a lot of us, but it wasn't you know a few of us. We had a good amount mm-hmm. that was well performing, well engaging. You know, so I got I got what I needed. I got a full fledged experience to change the school and then like we said in the last episode to then be mocked or made fun of because of how smart i was yeah the first time i raised my hand in a classroom i was surprised because i was like nobody else raised their hand <laughs> See? I'm like, oh, wow yeah and not only that but it was it was not even you know the but that the thing about that is that it has nothing to do with the student and everything to do with the philosophy in the school. If the teachers are beat down, then they can't do what they need to do. If the administrators yeah. are beat down, then they cannot do what they need to do. So yeah. I'm somebody that actually enjoyed the kids more. Because I was yeah. like, oh, why do y'all think I'm smart? You know, I, I was not the smartest kid in the other school. So now I'm like, mm. okay, I'm smart kid. Let me help you. Yeah. You know, but now I talk to it because the difference in me is I was you know, I, I saw that value of being with my people and empowering them in a way that I was empowered. And mm-hmm. I was kind of like, why we ain't got that over here? See? Because we didn't have a cheerleading crowd. We didn't have a football team. We didn't have technology. We didn't have, you know, the best of the best. Yeah. Like I yeah. never, I, I never knew what it was to punch a card until I went to a different school. Right. Mm-hmm. I just used to walk up and walk through the line and get my food like I didn't yeah. even know we paid for food for real because all these <laughs> then I went to the other school and they like you got a lunch card you got <laughs> half price you got full price you got I was like what I don't know what's that <laughs> but that's real yeah it is because you know the funding is different yeah different you Ooh. know and I'm gonna tell y'all so I come from the other perspective I'm public school product right here yeah. but right, right. but yeah, I but I also grew up in a very diverse neighborhood in DMV, right? Yeah. And as public school kids, even here, our public schools still have high get high grades and stuff, high marks, right? Yeah. But we would still look at the private school kids in awe. Yeah. Like I had one of my homeboys, he went to a, he, he lived right down the street, but he went to a private school, Catholic school. Mm-hmm. And around here, they get real prestigious. And they real mm-hmm. expensive. So it was almost like a class system thing. Like we looking at their family and all of them, like mm-hmm. y'all do it, y'all made it. Y'all like the Huxtables around here, you know? Mm-hmm. And we would look at them really like in awe. Like we looked up to the family and all that. And and you could tell like the bumper stickers on the car on like all that. And it was a it was a huge, huge deal. It was, it was a distinction. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And I'll throw another layer on it, being an athlete. Oh, yeah, that's big. Oh, yeah, that is so big. Yeah, they'll come get you. Yes, listen, they get all the perks. Yes, they get everything. It don't matter what it is. And I mean, listen, I'm not bashing no athlete because my cousin, who's like my brother, was an athlete all his life, every single level, grade level. It didn't matter what sport it was, he was in it until he got into high school. He did basketball and football, and in college, he just did football. And I will, I will, I have to be completely honest. Athletes are favored. Yes, we are. Period. Yes. Yes. Um, they're favored. They are. (laughs) I do. No. Level there is. They're favored. They are. I I can. Because they are bringing in the money. 
They bringing in the money. Bringing they bringing in. in. Yeah. And, and people don't understand. I mean, I can tell you, even at like the public school level, our football team on concessions and ticket sales alone, we was bringing in 10 plus oh, stacks a game. Yeah. Yeah, and for, yeah. for a public school, for a small public school, that was a big deal. You get to some of them bigger. That's why yeah. all you got to do, go down south. Go down south and watch the football. Look at the football team. Look at the football teams yeah. And, yeah. and how much money well, they bring. And that's in. kind of the gag, though, right? Yeah. That's yeah. kind of the gag. Because listen to what we're saying. See, the athletes, they favor. They bring in money. Everybody that brings a butt in a seat is some money. Money, yep. See, you don't see. That's the thing. That. Yep. Come on now. See, and, because that's the thing. We... You know, and I keep saying, I, every time I think I was like, dissertation, dissertation. But, you know, <laughs> one of the things about these athletes is, and, I, and I'm telling you, we're going to we're gonna find the metrics of it. My concern is the, the number of uh, athletes that are black or brown coming out of certain districts versus yeah. others, their college trajectory. Yeah. yeah because true. my concern has mm-hmm. always been that, they're not as college ready as they seem on Oh paper. my goodness. So then what you see is you see these all East, all North players of the year that so, are coming out of these townships, baby. And that you don't know what college they going to. They might have a, a team of 12 starting top six foot two starting this, playing this AAU. And maybe one of them makes it to a signing table. Yeah. 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 Or, yeah. or the me, other ones might make it to good old junior college. Yeah. You know. You so know. No. And and I can tell you, and we talking about like in like I had it wasn't until I got to college where I realized how how, how deep that goes, right? Mm-hmm. And I, I started calling I started meeting teammates and stuff who couldn't read. Because they be hiring people to do their work for them. Couldn't no, read. I, 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 I mean like better. I've I've known athletes like, didn't have to hire nobody because they had people making sure they was taking they was they were taking care of, they yeah, care of. Like, no yeah. and we talking about we get into high level college football yeah, yes yeah and, 100%. and and they already knew we ain't worried about it no they gonna take care of me they take care of me yeah. and when I tell you they couldn't we I mean because I know first like first couple that we in the cafeteria ordering and my man couldn't read the he couldn't read the menu. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And as an 18-year-old, like, oh, like, he really, yeah. Yeah. I found an athlete like that because or, he would talk text. He yeah. text. He or I, I was looked at as the smart player because I had a high GPA. I actually came in. I didn't really need the scholarship. Mm-hmm. I was good on academics. Right. So they looking at me like, why are you here? Why are you playing? They was almost like, why are you playing ball? Right. I'm good. Like, and they looking at me like you, you, you get good grades. What's wrong? They looking at me like, what's wrong with you? Yeah, yeah. You know, it's a surprise because I will say shout out to my nephew who's doing well in one of the most prestigious schools here in the Midwest. Hey, he's at DePaul University holding it down, Mm -hmm. doing his thing, Mm -hmm. and you know, is it was academics first? Yeah, in sports. And yeah. he's beast on the football field. So, you know, his parents made sure that he had a good quality education. Now, good quality doesn't always, again, associate yourself with the district per se. It's about what is brought to the table. So therefore that the scholars can gravitate that knowledge and apply it in everyday life. Because yeah. you can go to one of the most prettiest and the highest school ever and come out and know nothing. Yeah. 
or you can get there and not like it. Yeah. And that's that's one of the things about higher education and enrollment in general that a lot of people don't get to see. I've seen whole, you know, parties where you announce what college you're going to, everybody chips in and buys you all the matching colors for your dorm room. Yeah. Ain't nobody there two semesters later when you leaving on academic <clears throat> probation because you just didn't go to class because you were culture shocked by the fact that the instructor didn't know your name. Yeah. Like, honestly, like that's, those are the real life experiences of 18 and 19 year olds. Yeah. When they're thrown into, you know, these institutions and God forbid you go to a junior college where you have like 25 people in your classroom (laughs) and they can maybe see you. You know, let me stop. But listen, this is the thing. I think the one thing that I want to make sure that everybody understands is that enrollment and, and 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 being enrolled and just getting into a college, you have options. Yeah. Yeah. And case and there yeah. are people that run companies that graduated from colleges that you see on TV. Yeah. And there are people that are CEOs of companies from colleges that you have to Google. Yes. To figure out who they are or where they came That's from. True. That's and there true. are equally earned and reputable and all of that. Yes. And sometimes the one that you hear on TV is just expensive because you heard about it on TV. Yeah. yeah I I am or a real because they had an athlete that bought them a stadium. Yep. <laughs> yep. I mean? I'm a real product of that. Like I started at, at a college, but actually by the time I grad I, I ended up with I finished my degree online. Yep. University of Phoenix. I'm not ashamed of it, right? That's where I finished, right? Yeah. And, and I'll I'll be honest, like even in between, I remember even like I went back and took a couple. I had to take a couple of classes at um at um community college, right? Yeah. And those were some of my best classes. I am a you community know? college like, graduate myself. Like, look, so am I, I. Yeah, like so, those are my best. Those are my best experiences. <laughs> those are my best classes. I felt like I got the most out of those classes. Mm-hmm. You know. Like, cause they were smaller and it wasn't, and I, I could reach out and touch and talk to my professor right. and actually right. like navigate even the social environment. Yes. It was smaller. People actually talked to each other and it was cool. Yeah. And you know, sometimes you're on a big college campus, you don't know half the, you don't never yeah. go see these people again. Yes. You never go see these people again. You can see them one time yes. on campus in four years. Like, right. <laughs> but, but, and that's what they don't tell you. You know, what's crazy. I, you know, I, I tell my son, cause you know, working in higher ed, you get a lot of the, the ends, right. You know, mm-hmm. I try to explain to my son how general education works in a in a predominantly white college or really any college that's not an HBCU. Um, <laughs> they typically will, you know, just put all of their people that are taking this English 111 in yeah. an auditorium yeah. to take this. You know what I mean? They're they're doing all the general classes. They're wanting them because there's so many people that have to take them. So it's not even until you get well into your program. Yeah that you even really start to get the benefit of having a smaller class size because maybe not everybody in that is an interior designer, engineering or whatnot. But even with that, how many people are in your class? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, uh, and, and your undergrad. So those are the things. Most of the time when you hear about people's experiences, they're saying, I belong to this group or that group. And trust me, you cannot be seen in community college because baby, <laughs> 
Because it's a lot different too. You could go in there with your blinders on and walk out with your blinders on. If you don't want to see nobody, you don't have to be seen. Which is true. Yeah. Cause I remember even going back, like it's more of an adult. I had to go, I went yeah. back for a couple things and I was like, I'm walking, I'm a grown man right here. Let me and no, paint, up, paint under exactly. and I got get in, get out. I'm yeah. here to get my degree. Yep. <laughs> yep. But there, there's the so way. much connected. No, I was gonna say the one thing that really frustrates me is when it comes to enrollment, whether it's K-12 or higher ed, you know, K-12, they will pack in those scholars like sardines. Mm. You had two, three grades in one room. Yeah. With higher ed, it's a cap. Yeah. Once they've maxed out that number of that's allotted, that's it. Mm. You know, unless you're signed in or withdraw or whatever, add or drop, all the other stuff. The and it's just frustrating because you know, you have these educators who are getting paid little to nothing mm. to teach classes and not have the appropriate resources. Now, I know I'm kind of getting a little head because we still talk, we're going to talk about quality versus quantity, you know, next time. But I, I got to say this because it does play a role when it comes to enrollment. Are we, are we following the mission or are we following the money? That's what we got to yes, look at. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, yeah. Because the students are are really the product. Like, I can't stress that enough. You yeah. are the product. So how much are you worth? Yeah. You know, how much are you worth? What are you willing to? And, you know, that can look different to a lot of people. You know, going back to what I said before, my kids went to the same school yeah. from kindergarten to eighth grade. Thank God for school choice. I chose to take that big old check <laughs> and put it into the, the regular school up the street. <laughs> Because that's all I did. You know, school choice was supposed to be about signing up and going to a school outside of your neighborhood. But see, right. what they don't tell you in the small print is you can choose your own school anyway. Mm. And they get that funding. Mm. See, I chose to do that because, number one, I wanted every student that I had to be able to be identified by every adult in that school. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I wanted them to be able to know how to reach me, where to work, what my workout was, what, what my car looked like when I can't pick them up. When I can't. Yeah. Those are things you don't get all the time. Yes. You know yeah. what I mean? And my kids couldn't stand it. They, they, they <laughs> well, didn't. From the old school. Y'all remember back in the day when we used to have notes yeah. attached to our clothes or our yeah. books? They yes. don't do it. I have, now listen, I have worked in K-12 and higher ed simultaneously parts of my career for a long time. And they don't do that stuff no more. No. They don't call the parent if they absolutely have to. Parents can't come up to the school anymore and sit and do a pop-up, making sure that the teachers are doing what they're supposed to do while the students are doing what they're supposed to do. They don't do, they don't even allow certain things that we grew up with. Those basic fundamentals, those things are not implemented in schools anymore. No, no you have to call and you might be able to come up there. Yeah. Yeah. And do a visit. That's yeah. gonna be a special episode of education. I'm telling you, we talk about parent and, parent and administrator interaction. <laughs> but I tell you what, student administrator teacher interaction, right? I, yeah. I was fortunate enough to go to graduate from a high school like it had just opened, and we were we were still a small school, mm-hmm. and because of that, I developed real relationships with not only my teachers but also the administration to the point now where my principal is still my friend. Yeah. We have built a relationship over all these years yeah. from that. And I call that, it, it's like my mom. That's one of my moms. Yeah. Like yeah. some of the and teachers. And you don't really, find that anymore. No, you know, you no. Don't find that anymore. 
No. Like I we have, we had principals that could pick us out of a crowd at a Kmart on mm -hmm. a Sunday. Is that love? And I'm yeah. 34. Yes, that's love. You know, you, you don't have that anymore. Still bumping to some of my teachers and stuff, man. And we still talk and chat. Like, oh, I talk to some of my homies with the other schools. And they don't even remember the people's names. Who's your friend? Ah, so and so. She was mean. That's all they say. Like, <laughs> it's like right. I was like, wow, that's there's real value. And I didn't even think about it until like I'm I'm old. I'm you know 40 now, pretty much. And it's like, that's the relationships with these people. Yeah. Right. My experience was a positive experience be partly because of that, too. Yes. They could reach out and touch. I could go knock on the door if I had a problem and talk to one of them. Yeah. You know, if something went down. They need they come talk and to me how did like that you know empower you yeah how did that empower you to know as a student well, that you could be seen in a hallway if you were trying to avoid you know what I mean how how much that empower you and and direct your moral focus or or character in in your school or in your education if you know that the person that's up the hall actually can identify you and actually you feels know? like I feel like they give a damn and exactly. it also yeah. Exactly. And it yes. also gave us a voice too. We could go, yes, yes, and we actually participate. So, like again, student government. I'm, I'm not gonna go too far, but like, I felt like when we spoke up, they was listening to us for real, mm -hmm. and at least taking it in. And we actually felt like we we made a difference yes. because of relationships, if nothing else. You and know, that's what it's about. That's what it's yeah. about. We need relationship building from yeah. day one. Day from one. The time you walk through the door. Yeah. From day one, administration should be building relationships not only with the kiddos but also with the parents. Yes. Now, I will say this: there's only few far in between schools, especially K twelve, that has adopted that method. Yeah. Not everybody has. Yeah. You know, it still goes back to okay, is it the money versus the mission? You know, when it's about the mission, when you really want to build a relationship. A true, genuine relationship with my scholars and my parents. And whatever areas or challenges that are concerned, that are concerning, we're going to say, okay, let's sit down and have a parent-teacher conference. Don't you know a lot of these parents don't even show up to they the don't. conference? They do not. Oh, I know. I know. And it's 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 one of the, it's yeah. one of the most heartbreaking yeah. things. Some some schools is not mandatory anymore. It's not. <laughs> Back in the day, it used to be mandatory. You know no. now it's optional. Look, I, I used to work. I used to, yeah. This is the the we have to just remind y'all y'all listening and y'all thinking yeah yeah. What do you do? Where's your power? And where you enroll your kid? Yeah. This is this is all this all comes back to enrollment. Yeah, because research. the things that you don't like, you can change. Yeah. And how can you change mm -hmm. them? Don't allow your child to stay in a school that you're not happy with. Don't allow your child to stay in a district. Don't allow your money for your your kids, butt to go into that school's pocket without having some say so over it. You know, because it really is one of those things where you have more power than what you think. You know, honestly, if you think about it, and this is like I'm thinking about this in real time, like. If the schools are thinking like as just like a business, then we should be thinking more customer minded too. Amen. In, in Amen. terms of we can shop, we have options. It's like you, you just said that it made me think like yeah. we, we we can shop for the right product too. Correct. You know, and, I, and you know what? I'm gonna challenge you a little bit because uh, some of the products in the neighborhoods where I'm living at ain't looking too good. Hey, <laughs> so we so we must reach a point where we de determine or decide are, are our dollars being more effective over here 
And are we wanting to perpetuate that? Mm. Or do we want our dollars to come over here? Right. So that even though it doesn't change it right here, right now, mm-hmm. yeah. what will it change for us in the future? Yeah. And can I say this? It's it's a it is a true reward when you are at a school that has a true vision for their school. And I'm not talking about just adding more programming. I'm not talking about adding and hiring more teachers or I'm talking about, let's see how we are able to propel our scholars in a direction where they're going to build quality of life, where they're going to be U.S. productive citizens, where they're able to, you know, create dreams and accomplish those dreams. Like, let's be at a school that really does take to heart of who really does love me and have my best interest at heart. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. That's that's what enrollment should be about. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It's unfortunate because, again, it goes back to what I said earlier, those schools are few, far, and in, in between. You do not find a lot of schools, K-12 or higher ed, that adopts that type of mentality. Yeah, so, yeah. And then once you establish that part, just recognize that everything else that you don't like will be, you know, will be improved through your dedication to them. Because that that's my thing about a lot of this. You, you want to go where they care. You want to go towards where they're at, where they really want to invest in you, because that means that the quality of that education mm. is going to be genuinely better. It's going to be truly invested in holistically, especially with your kids. Because like we talked about before, it's not just one faceted. They're not just in that. Yeah. You know, that one thing. So. so, you know, now I'm thinking about higher ed at this point too. Like, Cause that's where I feel like we we get the feeling, the sense of like the business is really it's a, it's a machine at that point, you know. Like, and I think we see it when we probably like I don't know if because we gotten older or like you know like when you grow like by the time you get there you probably start to see or get grumblings of it. You feel like hey wait they they just treat us like cattle over here. Um, but it, it's you know it's almost like like you said the getting getting the butts you know getting them there i'm just curious because there's a lot of stories there's actually a story um in maryland there's a certain university here that was recently accused of um taking more out-of-state students Mm. to get their money up Mm. than actually taking the in taking the in-state kids when they were waiting they're still disqualified stuff but they so they got they got caught you know Mm, mm, and and so it it really makes me think about this conversation like this is another example of we see this every we see this y'all every day we see them we they do stuff like this you know know the irony of that there's a level that makes that okay (laughs) you know what i mean like i will allow you to accept this number of out of state before it becomes a problem Cause see, that's honestly what it comes down to. If that's a, that's a public uh, institution that accepts state funding, then they're required by in accepting that state funding to accept. But see, the 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 fact that that it's still a business, 
Yeah. So if yeah. I don't want to take that state funding, I yeah. can still be over here taking people's money. Yeah. Out of mind. So this yeah. made me think like oh and, and, and when I came out, it was like, yeah, it's a business. They ain't, they ain't never thinking this before. About, let's talk they, about it. Yeah, they ain't thinking this before. Like, <laughs> I mean, so it made me think, like, go down a rabbit hole. How many other schools are doing this? They just ain't get caught. You know, everybody's probably doing this. Go in the rabbit hole. Did That's you what I'm saying. Some, like, I really started some, like some institutions get more money for uh, non-citizens. Yes, mm-hmm. they do. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. So I'm like money for non mm-hmm. for non-citizens. Than so see how some DEI practices can be seen. Come as on, That's, it. That's where the money really is. Yeah. See, yeah. See, y'all don't know, and and in the in the other positivism popular podcast we do, um, I have a segment they call me Conspiracy Kitty. Right? <laughs> I love it. <laughs> I love it. And so, it made me think. I was like, "Why am I not? I should not be surprised by this. I should yeah, not I be surprised. <laughs> we just we just don't train our brains to like you said. We just we just sometimes I didn't connect the dots to say this is a legitimate business. I even I know the structure." I know business. I, I'm a business consultant. I see this, but I, ne- I still don't connect the dots. And I still like to have this hope that schools are like morally sound and sometimes. And, but, no, just like any other business, I say it, I say it all the time. Once you get to a certain level, morality and, and the mission morality and stuff, it starts to get real murky. Yeah, they say morality is subjective. It, come you know on what now. they say? Yeah. <laughs> subjective. What are we talking about here? Yeah. What, what are we? Because, see, that's the thing. And you know what's crazy about this? There's absolutely nothing that we are talking of that is not Googleable, yeah. that yeah. is not public yeah. record, because yeah. every institution is required to so have yeah. published mm-hmm. yearly reports yeah. of everything. Correct. And that's one of that's one of the reasons why the first conversation, if you did not listen to the first segment, by the way, please go back and listen to it. Yes. Because we talk about how you should educate yourself in anything that you do. This is another example of how, like you said, they're, the honoriness of it all. So you're charging all these people this yeah. amount of money to come here. But yeah. these people don't have to pay that. Yeah. If, if, if put that way, it sounds a little immoral. Yeah. <laughs> but instead, we'll say it on the, on the, on the college terms, the instincts. Tuition yeah. versus the, the citizens versus the non-citizens. <laughs> so, you know, when you say it like that, it's very moral, isn't it? Yeah, sound yeah. real good. You know, yeah. What are we doing? I think yeah. it'll make it sound pretty. Yeah. You know, they make it sound real good. I remember as a young person, like, oh, well, since we live closer, you know, we get a little discount. They make it seem like, okay, they doing us a little favor over here. And if you want to come from over there, then you got you know they go tax you a little bit. Mm. Okay. But that's the thing. Let's talk taxes. You know, people yeah. think if education becomes free, that they will pay. Okay, so just so y'all know, most of the colleges that are not free receive state funding that comes from taxes oh by the way federal they actually charge you for your own money because mm. everybody can fill out what's called a FAFSA, which is a Correct. federal application yes. yeah, but you know but that being said taxes will be raised if the education costs come on now you think don't they... cost no money if it's free you know we'll have to pay for it right and that's the thing school anything else the money's coming from somewhere, y'all. 
It's going to come from somewhere. Free ain't free, and it definitely ain't gonna be free for something they was charging before. It ain't, ain't like never free. No, and the only reason why they charging you is because they gotta keep this world going. God forbid yeah. they make it free. Then we have to figure out another hustle. And that's to all keep it is. Our social economical differences. And, and and be clear, y'all. By the time, if let's say they do make it free, they didn't already got the hustle. Exactly. The hustle's already established, y'all. The, the hustle's already established. Yes. <laughs> and they're gonna give you the smoking mirrors and make 100%. it look real good. Like, what is that? What was the junior college? Yeah. Junior college will be free. Yeah. Everybody can go for a two-year degree. Now all of our positions require a master's degree. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm sorry, yeah. Yep. 10, 20 years ago, you can get a job with a high school diploma. Yeah. Good luck nowadays if you ain't good with your hands if you ain't know the trade baby you yeah. and i'm not trying to be funny everybody no. who's listening because education is open to everybody no matter what age yeah. you are but yeah. there are 40 year olds fighting for jobs that 20 year olds are getting yeah hello come on somebody yeah. and, and the and, and it's not it's not getting no more so let me tell y'all something y'all better get up there yeah y'all yeah. better get up there because because the bet the more education we get the the smaller that gap gets. Yeah. And they, that hustle can only last yeah. for so long if there's a us and them. Now come yeah. on. That's yeah, true. Now if we all sitting around here degree. There are more people out here that got degrees ain't doing nothing with them than the ones that don't have ain't doing something with their life. Mm. Yeah, we're gonna talk about that. Like, now. why are we gonna listen? We are out here, and I, I'm I listen, I love higher education. I got several degrees on the wall, and that's all good, fine, and dandy. But the one thing I will say is I don't care how many letters you got behind your name, if you ain't doing nothing with those letters, you didn't wasted your time all yeah. the time. Yeah. So you got all the student loan debt. Yeah. That an alarming, almost nearing $1.8 trillion. Go check it out. Go check it out. Okay. Go check it out. U.S. News. Go check it out. Yeah. An alarming rate. And you're coming out with all this student loan debt for a $40,000 job. Yeah. With a four-year yeah. degree. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and a, and a lot of this goes back to what we said before, which is that the the monetizing of education, right? The hustle can only last so long, right? Yeah. The monet, they're going to make money off of it as long as they can. The, the biggest thing that we have to remind ourselves is that we are, of course, very valuable, more valuable than we know, especially in regards to what we bring when we come in a room. See, we always fighting for a seat at the table. We don't even know that because we there, sometimes that makes that table have four legs instead of three. Mm, yeah. I like that. But you know, we're not going to talk about that yet. Another <laughs> episode of Education Speak. <laughs> right? I know, because just, mm, yeah, I'm going to wait. I'm going to hold that. I got to hold that. But, yeah, so like, uh, even having this conversation kind of almost like it's frustrating sometimes. It's frustrating to think about, you know, like, like, because it just feel like, I don't know why it's, it's, we really trust our institutions, right? Mm. We really trust them to like, feel like they have our best interest at heart and we're learning and there's value and, and we don't think about the other side of the fence, you know? 
Right. And so when you do, that's why I say when so when I do go down like those rabbit holes, I really be like, oh man, sometimes I feel like I got got in some things, like, or just you know, like I'm gonna throw this out there to you all because like we don't do our homework enough right. when it comes to like you know really shopping for our education or like we're choosing where we're going to put our dollars and our time and our efforts and energy for these things. Like, you know, so I know yeah. I, I just wanted to ask, cause you all are dealing with families and people like that. Like how, how much are, like does, do, do most families, do, we, do they really have a sense of this? Is this like an overwhelming thing for a lot of people? Do they oh, really yeah. know what this looks like? Yeah. Oh yeah. It's, yeah. it's, oh, I think, I think the one thing that, and and this is why it's important to have this conversation with us um, because a lot of us are first generation college students. Yeah. yeah. But not only that, a lot of us have working parents. So we're not even sure how to be students in general. You mm. know what I mean? Like I can't, I can't, you know, one of the best things about my parents is they put me in what they call good schools because they had to go to work. They were like, look, yeah, they better yeah. teach you everything you need to learn in the school because if you bring it home, hopefully they got a tutor before or after school care because my parents, they had to work. Yeah. So I think that's one of the things that really gets me is that parents don't have the time to really do some of the work that it takes to look at enrollment. You yeah. know, you want your kid to go to school. You want them to be in a good school. You want to know what's going on. But education has come so far from what it used to be that parents don't aren't involved in the homes and there's and there's a lot of things within our community that i think we could talk about on future episodes of uh, education is key <laughs> that we can that we can talk about as to why uh, education has uh, separated itself so much from the family mm-hmm. what we all need to remember is this we go to work if we go to work eight hours a day and if our kids are at school eight hours a day if we say we're at work more than we're at home our kids are at school yeah, more true. than they are at home. Yeah. So you want a cultural competent education. You yeah. want an education where your child feels like they belong. But you also want to know all of your options. And there's literally no way to know. And what I always tell parents is the one thing that you have already accepted, which is where the heck you live. Mm. If you can live in the neighborhood, baby, you can keep them out your front door, then you can keep them out your schools keep put your kids because you know people worry about my neighborhood's bad okay that's cool but you live in it so it's cool enough to live in let's get the rest of it together yeah. you know parents need to create time listen i'm a single mother of five if i can do it you can do it yeah <laughs> yeah because it's, it's... you have to put your family truly first. yeah you yeah. do yeah it's part true. of the it's part of the it's part of the the investment and it's part of 100%. Like I said, if you think about like safety, you think about those things, education has to be a part of all that too. So like you say, when you're, yes. where you, where you put, I call it like where you plant your flag, yes. you know? Yeah. Yes. yeah. My granddaddy used to say, I put things in place for when I ain't around. Yeah. That's true. <laughs> you know? Yeah. And that's what, that's what we need to remember is that, you know, there will be some digging, there will be some, but the more people we get to be willing to go through that, you know, the more parents that can't do it, there's always a mom that can. I'll let you know, girl. Technology makes everything easy nowadays. I don't see how nobody missed parenting conference and they got it on Zoom. But you know what? Since that we're talking about that, I will, I'll, I will always say this. I think some parents fall to prey 
uh, of the the institution or the school because they they lack knowledge. They're not doing their research. They're not asking questions, but they are sold based on the events that's held at that school, the the open enrollment days, the little snacks they give, and all, and all of that stuff is great, right? You can have a harvest festival and all that. That's all cute and, and nice. But at the end of the day, what is it about how, number one, you're building a relationship with me and then also my scholar? Then you also want to look at the curriculum. Like yeah. a lot of people don't even ask questions about the curriculum. They just like, oh, okay, well, let me drop my child off. And then I'm going to have all this faith in you to make sure that you're teaching my child what it is that they're supposed to be learning. So therefore that they can move on to the next grade. Because what happens when they need to be retained? And then you got a parent in hand time. I know you ain't going to retain my child because you know what? Yeah. Yeah. You know how hard I work. I'm a single blah, 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 blah. And it's like, wait a minute. Where were you at parent-teacher conference when we were trying to talk about the progress report? Yeah. yeah. Where were you at? And I get it. You might need to take off work. I understand you may be working two and three jobs, but sometimes it's a sacrifice. And there's nothing mm -hmm. wrong with prioritizing your sacrifices. Your mm -hmm. children and your family is a part of that sacrifice. You got to do it. Yeah. <laughs> And I, let's, just, let's just be honest. If you can't fit in time for your kid, like we need to stop doing that to ourselves. Like this is not okay. Yes, the parent teacher conference. You know they want to talk to you about your kid, but like this is your kid. Yeah, and you might have a few of them. I know I got a few too. It's a lot of talking, but it's your kid. Like you can't undo this. You can't. You know? And I'm gonna tell you. You know what? Being on the other side of the fence, we had to like we had to like do the parent teacher conferences and stuff like. There's a it's it's not just so much like this relationship building there, but also that's your time to start learning the details of what's happening. And then I think about it now as a dad on this side of the fence, like at first I was like, oh my wife, you got it, you got it, you gonna go? Okay, cool. Then I started going and it was like we asked different questions. Me and my wife had different thought processes on some of this stuff. Oh my god. We're both educators in this field, you know, so it's like, but it was. It's a time to just like the little details that happen in school and with your child, and you get face to face with the person that is spending eight plus hours sometimes a day with your child. Where else would you go? Well, I mean, let me not say that, but like, there's a lot of places where people dump their kids off. But like, I, was say, Don't do that. I know, I, I know, but but no, but if you really care and if you give yes, a damn, yes. I want to know who my child is with, right? Or the people that my child. Yeah. So you do. I think it is. It's part of that and being a parent, that investment in what's going on around, you know? So I just want to throw that out there too. But also and you said need to be at the parent teacher conference. Yes, please. Look, I'm uh, and Sometimes I'm gonna be kids need to see their dads at the parent teacher conference. Yes, yes you need to see dads. And I'm gonna tell you right now, and, and let's let's throw this, I'm gonna throw this reality out here for parents too. You get judged if you're not there. I'm gonna say it. Yeah. I'm gonna say it. The teachers, teachers talk 100%. about you and judge you. Yep. And yep. when it comes time when you need them, they already looking at you sideways. Yeah. Because oh, no, you have when it comes time for that mandatory. Well, that's what I'm saying. The mandatory mean or yeah. or when your kid needs something, get in trouble with something going on. Yeah. You haven't built up any relationship or equity right. or anything within right. these walls and these people. Right. And yeah, it may not be right all the time, but I'm gonna keep it a buck. It happens. 
100%. You know, yeah, yeah. yeah. And so, you really do create it. I mean, you know, I didn't make every parent-teacher conference, but I used to make them work for me. You know how yeah. many times teachers had to arrange dates for me? Because I was that mom that was like, uh-uh, I couldn't get off. I need to sit. I need to talk to you on this day. And they would. They would come early with me for real. They really no, would. No, they, they would make the extra. Yes. Because, because they do understand. So, and, and there are people that will jump through those hoops for themselves. Yeah. If you got to meet your HR department about your check, you're going to be there. Right. Yep, yep, so why yep. ain't you meeting your your teacher about your kid if you can't be at the regular scheduled time? And, and there's there's so many things, and there's so many things in that. I used to talk about stuff at parent teacher conference, wasn't even planned. Yeah. I'd be like, all right, I've been waiting to talk to you. So about this field trip that costs twenty five dollars. What's yeah. up with that? Yeah. About you know, I I sent Kleenex at the beginning yeah. of the year. I know the beginning of the year was in August. This is September third. Why she come home with snotty nose? You know what I'm saying? Like I'm saying stuff like that. <laughs> Because I am a parent that I'm being held accountable for my kids' attendance. Yes. I'm being held accountable for some of y'all, their appearance, that the yeah. way they look when they come to school. Some people yes. can't wait to call somebody on their kid. Um, but, you know, all that. <laughs> you know, baby come to school. Hey, listen, I had five. My baby came to school one day with two different shoes on the call CPS. It was not that deep. It was not that deep. She just but, walked out the house with the wrong, like, they was like, hey, we've all been there before. I've done it before, too. I, I, I missed it one. I missed it a couple times. Cultural uh-huh. competent teachers, people. Yeah. Cultural yeah. competent yeah. teachers. Hey, she got on two different color shoes. Like, come I, on. I, look, it wasn't until my baby came home. I'm like, my baby getting on the bus, like, oh, you had to. Oh, don't let your mother see you. Yes, I did. He talking. I mean, like, come on, really? Come uh, on. Yeah. I mean, okay, so true enough, it was like a flip-flop and a tea. And a <laughs> but, and it was cold. I ain't gonna lie. I, I saw her get out the car. I think what happened was she's changing her shoe. I was trying to tell her to get out the car. So, yeah. So, I mean, it was cold. That's probably why they call CPS. They walked into the snow with one boot on, one flip-flop. <laughs> My mama told me get out the car. I think she told her something like See, that. See, it, it sounds, I know kids make it sound so horrible, too. Like, it <laughs> It ain't go if down like that. A different kind of teacher, they would have understood that but, morning. But that's the thing, yeah. But, also, but there are so many things that you you know opening that this is your school. Yeah, this is your school. You have leeway. Don't and, and, only let the times that they see you be for when it's parent teacher conferences either. Go to programs. Go see what they got your baby doing. I tell you, one of the one of the one of the better things we did was this attended a PTA meeting. Mm-hmm. And if you ain't ever been to a PTA meeting before, PTA meetings are technically board meetings yes, in minutes and they run like boards with Robert rules and the whole nine. Like, but for people who like my, my wife had never been to one before. So she, when we go, she like, Oh, she thought it was going to be kumbaya baked and cookies and stuff. Every lay and every, no, it's a board meeting, babe. And I was trying to tell her like, <laughs> but just the fact of that culture, you know, like learning those yeah. things, like, you know, yeah. I also say this, especially for, our, our black and brown mm-hmm. families out there. You showing up makes the world a difference to people in the school. Mm. Yeah. And I'm going to tell you, I, I know personally, I used to light up when I saw some dads. Yes. And and just because of that, and we know the parents are taking effort, like I said, right or wrong, it makes the people around go the extra mile too. Absolutely. You know? Absolutely. And unfortunately, when like you said, we talk about when we got our students in places where they don't understand our culture. And it's not that they don't care. They don't understand some of the, the 
the details and intricacies of what goes on in our culture, right? And when they don't see you, they definitely don't get any other education on us. Right. They don't get any other education on black family and dynamics and Mm. ins and outs of those. So we got to think about that too sometimes. Like 100%. We inform them. We do. We inform them. If If I have a roster of 20 and, you know, five of them are African American and only one of those African-American parents comes to parenting, I am building a bias just right there in that. Yeah. And I definitely do think that there's even shame sometimes in parents. And, and listen, you might listen to this like, dang, gee, I'm again. Listen, I ain't go to everyone, and sometimes I roll my eyes and just say, yes. I'll talk to them next time. That happens. <laughs> that happens. I get it, because there's a lot of grades between yeah. kindergarten and 12, yeah. you know. Yeah. But but the in essence, the goal is for you to consider the fact that how much do you know? Yeah. I, I dare you ask five people at the grocery store what their what their kids' teachers name. Yeah. They ain't gonna know. Yeah. And they not gonna know. They not yeah. gonna know. And that those are the things that we can control. We can those yep. are the things that we, you know, with minimal effort should be, you know, yeah. looking into. And and if you're not, that's what that's what we need to talk about. It, it, why is your kid enrolled in a school that you don't know what they teach your name is, what yeah. name is, you know, any I, of that? I'm going to throw this out there, too. I've worked in so many buildings where a lot of teachers fresh out of school, not from the area they're working in. Mm. And a lot of them, and this is their first interaction with us, honestly, mm-hmm. on a regular basis. They may have some black friends banging names, but they've never been immersed with black children on a regular basis. Yeah, they did their little practicum. They got their little hours and all that. But now it's real. Yeah. And it's cool when you could pop in and out in school and you got your, you got your, you know, your program completed. Mm -hmm. But now everything applies for them too, right? Mm -hmm. And we don't think about that dynamic, you know? And for me as a black, I always felt that responsibility, you know, mm-hmm. I'm helping my, I'm helping this teacher also now go back and help my child too, you know? So as much, as much ammo and tools and information I can give that teacher. Yes. Hopefully that comes now, comes back to not only my child, but the other children that look like us too. Yeah, yeah. that's true. Yeah. You know, so we got to think about those things. I, I, you know, like, 100%? yeah. 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 So, so I actually wanted to segue. I know one more thing before we go, and I'm looking at time here, like mm, conversation good. But yeah. we talked about like how much time our children spend in schools and away from families. Do we think that school is too long? Yes. Yeah, it the is. School day has gotten long. The school year oh, has gotten long. longer. The pay has gotten shorter. What that's in a, the that's, world yeah, is yeah. time coming to? Yeah. What is going on? I want to say this, somebody who has taught in K-12, it is long. It's long for the educators. It's long for the administration. It is long for the scholars. Mm. There is race to go by 2000. Yeah. 2000. <laughs> okay. It should not be before 8. I don't care what nobody say. Like, I don't know what made God. 4 o'clock. That... <laughs> That's too much. You so I will say this too. Like even with after school programming, I'm all for it. You know, I got my fist in the air virtually. You guys can be able to see it on my 
for I'm all for keeping your child active, but when you got them in too many different activities, they become burnt out. Yes. And not only that, but if they don't see you, if it's dark outside and you dropping them out and it's dark outside yeah. and you pick them up, guess what? That ain't right. Yeah. That ain't right. I, and I listen. Listen, this is the woman talking with five kids. I get it. I get it. But, you know, <laughs> I know people that used to drop their kids out for an hour of silence. <laughs> yeah. That person yeah. would be me. So that being said, some of us are using our resources in different ways. Yeah, now you don't know your parent, your 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 teacher's name, but you know that they open at six fifteen. Go knock on the door. Holiday schedule too. From before care, you know, <laughs> the after and the before and after care. Yeah, that's what yep. it is. But yep. but it's really too long unnecessarily. So the it one is. thing I think that we can do, especially in the K through twelve areas. So we've changed the curriculum quite a bit, right? Mm -hmm. In what we're teaching. Reading, writing, and arithmetic. Mm -hmm. You don't say arithmetic no more. Right? <laughs> <laughs> and, and I did say arithmetic for those of you listening. Arithmetic. Not arithmetic. arithmetic. I said arithmetic. My, my teacher told me reading, writing, arithmetic. That's what we get to learn. <laughs> so that being said, that ain't even the same no more. No. You know, now we're, now that technology is yeah. in classrooms in kindergarten yeah so what what is interesting is the shift so now we're in classrooms longer oh and we have screens in classroom yeah. i remember a saturday special told me not to watch tv longer than this amount of time because my eyes would do funny things and yep. it was, you know now you walk in and sign in, little Jimmy, and go do your morning work on your computer. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Your computer. The chalkboard has been replaced by the old Promethean boards and screens. Well, and... Whiteboards. We are smart. I see the agenda on the board. It's okay. Oh, yeah. Put your things up in your cubby. Let's go. It's time to start school. Yep. <laughs> but it, and, it, and, it's, and it really is less in the development area. You know, there were more time, there was more time to collaborate. Now, listen, I know I'm old. Recess didn't end for me till middle school. So everybody else can kiss my butt. I don't know when <laughs> resource. I don't even know if they got recess no more. I don't know. Do it in the fifth grade. It's K5. Yeah. After that, they like, uh, no. Ain't no recess. You just have a thirty minute lunch in the classroom. Let's get back to it. So, you know, I, I definitely think that time in it, yeah, for middle school and yeah, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, you know, it ain't no fun no more. <laughs> That's no. all we know. It's long days. But I think that part of that is we I, the one thing that education never matches with is we say that that we know that all kids don't learn this way. Mm -hmm. But yet we make all kids do school the same the way. Same way. So the only kids that don't do kids the same way are the ones that test. We know what that looked like, right? You know, them tested kids. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, also a lot of our black and browns get called that. Yeah, they get them labels. You know? yep. Yeah, those labels, you know. Yeah. When when I like to call it gifted, because typically kids that are gifted are more intelligent than most of the kids in the room, and they're bored with yeah. the reading, writing, arithmetic. Yep. <laughs> so they, you know, they tend to show out. But I think that that's one of the things that we have to think of is, who sets that though? Who decides that? Do you know school board school boards decide that? School boards decide how a balanced calendar. Yeah. They get to decide all of those things. 
Yep. That's true. What are you doing again? It is long. It's long. It's overwhelming. It's it's just long and it's tired. And, <laughs> and then, like you said, think about it. By the time you get out of school, let's say you go to progress, so by the time you get to your, your your family, you eating and going to bed. You spent. Yep. And run it back again the next day. You spent. You know. So even as a like, as a parent, when you see your child and nurture your child and build a relationship with your child. And then also too, you want your kids to be active. I know like us, we got them, you know, sports and pro, you know, so there's some, there's some days where it's literally like by the time they get in the house. Yeah. It's time to get ready for bed. You got you. All right. You know, like, man, I know we live in a world where everybody's moving around with busy and stuff, but like, I, I, I agree. Like, Ooh, even as a teacher, school be a long day. It'd be so long. Well, we ain't gonna go there. I know, I know. I don't even have to do what they have to do in bed. Mm-hmm. Listen, I, I don't understand how we trust people with the young minds. <laughs> they they literally sculpt them. Like I, I, a teacher yeah. said uh, in front of a, like a, a kindergartner, you're doing too much. And literally the whole year, that was that kindergartner's response to everything is you doing too much. That's how impressionable yes. these kids are. But we are paying people to live, first of all, these are regular people. They got jobs, they got cars, they got dogs, they got boyfriends to get on their nerves. They might got kids, you know, all of this. And then you paying them less than what you pay most people in the population. Yeah. To spend time with your 26 kindergartners trying to learn the ABC. Yeah. Well, I think they teach uh, multiplication in kindergarten now, but Look, you know what they, I mean? they whatever trying. they teach now in kindergarten, you know. It, it's it's one of those things where what are we doing? Yeah, you know, we, we you can go pay to put somebody else's heart in your body and have to pay two million dollars. That ain't even they heart. It didn't even come from the surgeon whose hands is putting it in your body, and he's getting paid hundreds of thousands of dollars to put somebody else's heart in your body. But we don't care about who's teaching the kindergarten. But you know yeah. what? I've always been someone who has shared thoughts on. I don't know who it. Yes, I do. I know who controls it. In a, in a regard of salaries, right? And I say this, and I know we're kind of over time, so I'm going to hurry up and say my thought. But my frustration has always been in the regard of how teachers are getting paid. Mm-hmm. It is absolutely absurd. Yeah. Disrespectful. It's yeah. insensitive. Because mm-hmm. we have to be the educator, the mm-hmm. parent, at times, the mentor. Yes. You have to be the advocate. We have to fight for what's right for these. If you are, if they are really at an institution that cares about their well-being, we have to be all things to all men at all times. Yes. We go home burden. Yeah. Crying our eyes out to a spouse. Some have spouses, some don't. You know, Look. we're up our friends and family and like listen let me tell you what, what little Billy did today you know and how racist his family is because he used the n-word but he didn't realize it because nobody really taught him that the n-word is not a word to use yeah you see what I'm saying so like yeah. it goes back to being being completely understanding of what is being taught and how it's being taught, being culture, culturally competent, understanding your surroundings. Because if not, 
then look, we we just gonna continually be going like a hamster chasing our tail, just around yeah. and around, around and around and around and around. And there is no, um, there is no new game plan to be no. implemented in order to help alleviate these concerns. So, yeah. where yeah. my money? Is y'all owe me back pay. I'm telling you, I've seen, I've seen good people get burnt out, beat down. With you know, I'm talking about like I, I, I don't even want to get into some of them stories, yeah. and they like I'm talking about need help. Their mental health is diminished right in front. You can see it over the course of like a school year, just people literally deteriorating. And well, because something Tamisha said that I want to point out, she said people that work for institutions that that hopefully those institutions care. Let me tell you something. Sometimes the people in those rooms are the only people that care. Yeah. And we're not just serving your kid, baby. We serving you because mm-hmm. we know what's going on in your family, whether you want to show it or not. Your your kid don't have no filter when they with me for the eight hours, baby. Yeah. They telling me everything. They telling mm-hmm. me what well, little nay who's yes. your auntie, who got a baby, by that they coming to tell me everything because I'm creating the safe place for them. Yes. And I'm serving your fancy that that pamphlet or that phone call, that email that I sent that just so happened to show information about some resources was because your baby divulged some information to me. There are people that care. So then we have to be regular people, right? Yeah. And we're advocating for you when you don't even see know it. Yeah, that is real. And that's why similar to Mr. Misha, I'm like, I'm I'm tired of talking to the administrators. Yeah. I'm tired of that. Yeah. I come to talk to the people because this is the thing. They not fixing it, y'all. That's right. Yeah. Because at the end of the day, the bottom line is the dollar. Yeah. Right. I told so you, we I'll, come out to talk to y'all. Yeah. We got to make it work on one one end at this point. Yes. Yeah. Because if you want better quality, te- if you want your favorite teacher to get paid more, go get your friends and tell them to quit taking their kids over there to the other enrolled school and bring them over here to this other enrolled school that also has open enrollment. Okay? <laughs> For real though. Yeah. And, and to close out with like the one thing that the common denominator in a lot of these teachers is the love for the kids and the love because they want to see them do well, which like you were saying, also want to see their families do well too. Yes. And that's what keeps a lot of these people going. But unfortunately in a society, it's not enough. You know? So Oh, it's a good conversation. I know we well past time. Yes, yes. Look, we passed. Yeah, yeah. And I know we could keep going because my my wheels are still turning, right? Yeah. But we're gonna save this for next time. We're gonna keep this going, right? Yeah. So um thank y'all. Y'all know where to find us. If you check us out, positiveisnpopular.com. Check us out on the streaming platform, Spotify, um, Apple Podcasts, you know. Um, this is another really good conversation. Yeah. And I'm looking forward to getting to the next time, a couple yes. weeks, you know. Um, so thank you all. I don't know if y'all wanted to say anything before. Yeah, hey, but, hey, send feedback, y'all. We we passed yeah, the first we, one now. We, yeah. we know y'all wheels are turning. So, you know, if yeah. we, yeah. we we love an opportunity to address any other questions. And then and, and really like what I said today is we're we do this for the families. We do this not yeah. just for the kids, we do this for the families. We know this is not gonna happen next week, next month next year or in a in a half a decade but maybe we can get into a decade if you listen real close right so that's what i would say be sure to provide feedback 
questions, concerns, um, anything that you want us to talk about, we most definitely will entertain those things because we want to make sure that, again, we're providing quality information and that you all are making this practical. Yeah, yeah. And I encourage everybody, if you do like this, share it. Yep, share with you know, everybody. The whole goal is that we're trying to share as much information Yep. So that our families can learn about this stuff and make better choices. Like we said, talking about enrollment tonight, they can make better mm -hmm. decisions and be more open-minded, have more information when it comes to enrollment, where we're going, where we're putting our money, where we're putting our children. So that's the best thing you can do. Let us know questions. And so, again, thank you all so much. We're about to get out of here. I know it's getting late. Um, but I see y'all in a few, all right? All right, all right. Y'all right, take care.